What exactly is the omni-channel experience? Does omni-channel apply to pure play online retailers? If you're curious to know how not just high street retailers, but also pure play retailers can adopt an omni-channel mindset towards driving a unified experience to their customers, listen in. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X'd their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunne Campbell. And as usual, this is the podcast where I interview e-commerce entrepreneurs and online retail marketing experts who would help you, my fellow 2Xers, double specific e-commerce metrics, provide insights into how better to improve your marketing in your stores. So if you're, as usual, looking to improve conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales, you are in the right place. On today's show, I have with me the Chief Marketing Officer of Touch Commerce. Now, Touch Commerce is an enterprise end-to-end omni-channel online engagement platform. He's going to talk to us you know, about it, more about it, that boasts of clients such as Comcast, T-Mobile, Virgin Media and others, they do retail. They they are they actually have retail solutions. So it's going to be relevant. This show is particularly relevant if you have a physical store. You're trying to so find out more about omni channel um, marketing in general. So I've um, put together a list of questions for the gentleman you're about to to listen to by the name of, and um, he's got about 25 years experience in in IT in general. And um, prior to to joining um, Touch Commerce as a CMO. He was a principal at Marketify, and um, he's held senior marketing positions in Silicon Graphics, Wise Technology, Dell, NEC Computers, and Logitech. So he's he's a man that knows knows what what he's saying from, from a marketing standpoint. Now, so welcome to the show, George. And could you take a minute or two to tell us more about um a bit about yourself? Oh, thank you. Thanks you for having me at the show. I'm really excited to participate and uh, certainly share. My insight, our insight as a company uh, from touch commerce perspective, um, you know, I view myself as a passionate marketeer who strive for results. I think this is really interesting because our company, we really uh, talk about results day in, day out. Uh, we uh, share the results that we produce with our customers directly with them, and we ask them to measure us by results. So it's all about what we can produce and what we can do. And, uh, you know, really exciting field that we're in, and I'm certainly looking forward to uh, this interview and answering all questions you have. Uh, so go ahead. Sounds good. Sounds good. We're, we're going to talk a lot about omni-commerce or omni-channel um omni-channel marketing in general um you know over the years um a lot of our listeners have come across various concepts such as you know cross-channel you know multi-channel and now omni-channel so what i really want to get into is the omni-channel experience if you could break down what 
omnichannel, you know, means, um, both from a retailer's standpoint and um, also from a from, from from a consumer standpoint. And you know, I, I, I hear a lot about interactions and touch points and stock visibility. It's it's humongous. It's it's huge. I was at the IRX um, retail show or conference um last week and everything everybody was talking about every sort of major brand um was talking about the omnichannel experience in general so please um judge i'll give it to you to 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 break this down for us please great and thank you and that's a great question actually and and, you know the points in your questions uh, are the specific touch points and the customer journey and they represent different aspects of what the omnichannel experience is all about. So the journey may start, for example, by a consumer doing research online on a computer and then continuing the research on the smartphone because they had to move a location. They could be working from home in the morning and then all of a sudden they have to, you know, if they're going to work, uh, once they get to work, then maybe they want to look up the information on the smartphone or a tablet uh, or, you know, in different location. Then potentially, you know, be able to go to a store, like you mentioned, for retailers, a physical store where they can see the product, where they can touch the product, you know, get some more information about it, you know, as you're looking at that, and or engage in a conversation with a salesperson and uh, potentially a live chat agent. So the customer journey doesn't stop there, you know, certainly it continues post-purchase where the consumer may have questions about the product, installation, maintenance, etc., and the idea here is that what you want to try to offer the consumer is sustainable and consistent messaging that you get back to them in regards to the product itself, the brand, and having have a pleasant experience no matter when they touch your your site, they touch your product, they touch your, your the communications you do with them. And this is really what's been striving uh, you know, in the mind of the retailer to be able to provide this pleasant customer experience via the variety of means that they have available to them. That's very interesting. You touched on, on so many things. Um, uh, one of um, one of the points you touched on was the location of the consumer. And I think a question I have really is, or if, if you could sort of you know, confirm you know, what, what I've sort of taken out from there is um, a consumer could be at home um, and at home they could be on various devices they could be on tablets they, they they could be on their computers and then you know all of a sudden in their cars or their the, the office and um, they switch devices to, to 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 their mobile phones or even their desktops in the office and then you know they're, they're in store they're checking out the product and and they want that consistent experience um, all through so so how what what are the challenges um, for to for, for retailers to to deliver? this experience across the board you know and and, you know throughout their journey because you know customers really get in quite savvy they they know that the lower prices is just a click away and um you know getting in-depth information from other sources also is just a a click or a search away so so how are retailers consolidating and you know delivering this unified experience so to speak to to and what challenges are, are they having yeah, so, you know, they, they're experimenting with it at this point. I mean, the challenges they have, the number one challenge is the their ability to know that this is the same consumer that was looking at their website, and then all of a sudden, they, you know, via desktop uh, device, 
and now they switch to mobile, and then when they go to the store, how do they know who they are? So we have ways via technology to determine and identify that consumer via simple things that we do. So, And, and this is really where we uh, strive and excel in providing this what we call full-circle omnichannel experience. You know, brands and retailers today are, are still experimenting with this, and they're, doing, they're in the experimental and probably I would call formative stage of developing their omni-channel strategies. Mm. Uh, brands like Apple, for example, are getting close to that superior experience. You walk into an Apple store, you know, you always have a good experience, whether you are, you know, looking on the site and, and you see how they connect you from the site to the store so you can really make that appointment and know what you're looking at, etc. Now, there's a disconnect there between when you walk into the store, if they know what device you're using and how you, you work on this. You know, other brands... Uh, here in the U.S., uh, large box retailers, uh, whether they're in the uh, electronics uh, uh, side like Best Buy or in the home improvements like Home Depot, they're starting to implement elements of the omnichannel journey. And, you know, we certainly, you know, have discussion with many retailers in regard in that regard to help them complete that journey because at the end of the day, what matters the most is the consumer walking out with a pleasant experience. I'm going back to the satisfactory consumer experience at the end of the day you're spot on george because um i think apple is a holy grail of omni-commerce um you know, marketing um they've they've got it right because um if you own a mac and you you own an iphone you not only get that unified ecosystem there but you know you take your your iphone into an to say your iphone breaks down and you take it into an apple store a genius bar they they that you know pretty much find out who you are and they could connect and deliver the same experience you know more or less um, they, they they identify you they know you and then you know it's there's a continuity there's this id you know they have this id for you so my question is given the challenge you know the, the challenges Rita, this big challenge really about how retailers sort of cons- consolidate or you know find out you know who the user is all through you know various touch points what do you think they're, they're going to hinge onto are they going to hinge onto email addresses or do you think they're, they're going to sort of hinge onto devices you know to to sort of you know pinpoint and be you know to, to be pinpoint accurate about you know the identity of anyone who walks into their store or, you know, who interacts with their website? Yeah, you know, again, it's an interesting uh, question. I think the technology today, I mean, you, you have to have a compromise between having technology that could support that and not crossing the line where it, it borders on privacy or creepy thing that you, you follow the consumer, right? I mean, let's, mm. let's be honest about that. So I think the challenge with technology is today that if you are on a desktop device and you are hitting a website, you know, we know where you're coming from. We know what you're looking at. And there's some, you know, uh, cookies and, and uh, breadcrumbs, like we call them, left on a site where we can pretty much determine uh, what page you're looking at and what, uh, where you've come from, et cetera. So we, we know more about you. The challenge becomes when you switch over to a mobile device or a, a smartphone, what we call them, or a tablet, then we lose that connection unless we can identify you ahead of time as the consumer. And today, you know, I think email is not the right one to do. There's a variety of means. One of them could be a phone number. As a consumer, you, you could be entering your phone number as you engage in a chat on a desktop device, and that becomes your unique identifier for a record. Mm-hmm. Then when you come back to your smartphone, now automatically we know that phone number because you've just told us what it is and we will identify you via your caller ID. 
on that smartphone and we can continue the conversation. You know, and at the end of the day, it, it really depends on how much you as a consumer want to continue the journey on your own versus, you know, starting your conversation. You know, we're not going to impose on you all of these questions, but if you want to have a pleasant experience, you want to be open to share some of the stuff with us so we can be uh, uh, you know, more efficient in the answers we give you. So are you saying if I browse a, a mobile website on my phone, um, they, they'd be able to, 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 to figure out what my, my phone number is or do I have to no. call to, for them to, to be able to, to figure out my, my phone number? No, we won't be able to figure out your phone number unless you give it to us. And, okay. and certainly, you know, when you chat, you don't need to call when you chat with an agent. So think about the scenario where you could start uh, and as a matter of fact, you know, interesting, you mentioned that we do have currently a video on our website. It's on the front page of the website. It's called the, mm-hmm. the full omni-channel experience video. I encourage your listeners to, to check it out. Mm-hmm. And the idea there that a consumer could start the shopping experience at home. And as they're chatting with an agent, you know, they realize, well, now they need to go to work and they want to continue the conversation later on. So the agent could ask for a phone number that will identify them. And that doesn't have to be a cell number. It could be any number they provide. Uh, and then when they continue or resume that conversation later on at work or, you know, when they are in the store, etc., then we know we can pull that record and understand what we've talked about and we continue the discussion and the conversation all along. So what we can tell is when you are hitting a website or, or visiting a website, we could tell some of the patterns and some of the behavior that you are on the website by moving to different pages, by looking at different product, different content. You know, when you start shopping by, you know, adding things into your shopping cart and we can help you through the process. I mean, we're monitoring, you know, the, the traffic, we're monitoring the behavior of the consumer on that site once they decide to engage with the chat agent that's available on the site. And um, th- there's obviously some automation to some some guided um, automation, I guess, when when um, consumers are browsing websites. But we'll, we'll get into that in the second um, segment of the show. Okay, right. Um, now, a lot of our listeners are pure play e-tailers. Um, they're ambitious. Um, some some you know you who'd have thought you know Warby Parker, for instance, um, started online would would have physical stores. So some people are ambitious and um, they. They don't know what um, direction growth is going to take them to. They might, you know, see themselves in a in a number of years actually opening physical stores to deliver an experience, a super, more superior experience, you know, or you know, get more engaging um, relationships with their with their customers. But um, for the vast majority of listeners who are pure play online retailers, how can they benefit from omni-channel marketing and you know omni-channel as an experience? Yeah, so of course, I mean, they, they can benefit a lot from it because even for a pure play retailer, you know, the consumer is still moving across channels. They go from desktop to mobile, then they may look at an ad on TV, they may read the newspaper, and they want to look at that consistent messaging that comes across and consistent engagement. So imagine, if you will, you know, you're you're watching TV and you see an ad uh, for a product. And today we're seeing more and more, as a matter of fact, when you look at some of those new ads coming out, you notice on the bottom, they would say Shazam for more information, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the way to do it. So now you, you Shazam that, that ad, really click, and automatically you provide it with an option to get some more information about the product or potentially connect with a live chat agent that can help provide you with more information. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden we've taken that media that's coming from TV 
to translate this into a real um, a real engagement platform. And that's something that we are able to do today with our uh, technological platform that we have. You know, in and, and the same way that then we can engage with you, whether you're on a desktop or a mobile device. So, you know, bottom line, the, the pure play uh, online retailers have a lot to benefit from the omnichannel experience. Very, very, very good point you, you, you placed out there in terms of, you know, how device fluid you know, um, shoppers are today and, you know, why why you need that constant communication and um, a unified experience. Okay, it's interesting. Um, this should take us into the concept of personalization. A, a lot of retailers are seeing, you know, online retailers and, you know, general retailers are, are, are seeing a connection between delivering a more personalized experience to to shoppers and um and conversions you know um the the more personalized my experience is you know the more i feel you know affinity with the brand or you know with with whatever brand i'm engaging with so um how do you sort of marry personalization and you know omni channel solutions and you know omni channel in general in in in, in today's world uh you know so I, I think a good question would be uh, probably what's the difference between targeting and personalization so let me address okay. that certainly mm-hmm. when it comes to e-commerce uh targeting refers to communicating a message to a specific population that you have identified as an appropriate audience for your campaign mm-hmm. you know or sales effort for example be it based on an age group uh, geolocation certain demographics uh, etc personalization refers to communicating messages based on personal details of an individual consumer. So mm-hmm. if I know if you're a male, you know, between the age of 30 and, and 40 and have been to a site before looking for clothing items or looking for certain particular items from an industry, whether electronics, et cetera, mm-hmm. then I can personalize my messages back to you from that perspective. And, and personalization usually yields better results uh, as you are doing much better, deeper targeting in this case you know than than general targeting that's fantastic and and i guess with with the emergence of facebook um are brands tapping into the data they're getting from facebook um to 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 in in personalization to to, to help out with 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 with, with the personalization campaigns it does, and, and I've always, you know, chuckled on this one because there's certainly a big debate going on whether Facebook is collecting too much personal information about you as a user. And remember, that at the end of the day, it's for you to opt in into all this stuff. So you have an option not to opt in, and they won't have any of your information. And and today, the big uh, brands are very cautious on how much of this information they want to extract to target you or do any personalization because they don't want to be on the wrong side of, of the pond at this point, right? Uh, so they want you to opt in into certain element and they would know you better if you are uh, one of their premier customers. In that mm-hmm. case, you have an online account established with them already where you've told them about your profile and you've entered information in the profile. So my advice always is enter your your personal information or profile on the brand's own site versus having them to go guess about you at a third-party site because then you don't know who else is getting this information and it's not appropriate for what they want to serve you from well, that it, perspective. It makes a lot of sense and you're, you're, you're prone to less error because the, the customers have actually entered it themselves in, in, within your site. Okay, um, yeah, so let's move on to, you know, so, so how should retailers go about ethically acquiring customer details um 
Okay, so, you know, online, the <clears throat> you pretty much ask for it. And if they don't give you, you know, that's that's it. They, they you, It's business as usual. You, you move on. But at um, a point of sale in, in retail, how how can retailers sort of, you know, get details, especially for first-time buyers and their stores, experiencing them for the first time? Yeah, and, and you know, of course, you know, big brother watching is certainly always a, a dangerous proposition. So in this case, I mean, certainly the consumers want to be helped when they're ready, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you give them the ability to connect uh, to a chat agent or, or a salesperson live, uh, you know, whether in the, uh, you know, on a desktop or on a smartphone or in store, I mean, it's a great way to accomplish this where they are opting in, as we talked about, you know, and, and, you know, so when they come to a store, you know, there's, there's a lot of great ways to do that and get them to engage one of the product that we, or the solutions that we launched, uh, last August called touch store is a great solution for that. And, and it's initiated by the user whereby they're using either QR code or a text, they can get engaged directly with a chat agent and start the conversation while they're in the store. And the nice thing about it, and we can talk more about that store if needed, but the nice thing about it that if you use QR code today in a store uh, placed you know, on, on product shelves or on a particular product by itself, then we as a manufacturer know where you're coming from because we could embed a, a geolocation in the QR code. So we don't need you to, to be... Uh, uh, you know, turning on your phone for for an iBeacon or anything like this. Once you scan the QR code and you send it in, we can determine where you're coming from. We can determine what product you're looking at, and we can start engaging with you very efficiently at that level uh, on that particular product where you have questions for. What what other you, you talked about location from location information getting fed back into the QR you know into into the QR code software? Um, what else can you get from from a QR code? So when when I as a customer or shopper want to get an offer, want to find out more about a certain category or a range of products while I'm shopping in store, and I bring on my phone to to scan that QR code, do, can you get my phone number or is it just my location you can get? No, we, we can get, so the QR code allows you to embed, because remember, these QR codes are already predetermined, right? So they are mm-hmm. already placed on the location. And the one thing that you can do with them, there's a variety of parameters that you can embed in the QR code. The most useful one that we are working with and we use are about, you know, the your, the location of where that QR code is placed, which you know tells us where you are, right? Because you're going to scan it in that particular location. Mm-hmm. The product uh, associated with that QR code. So, I mean, if we put QR code on a on a shelf, uh, on an aisle, let's say, for example, then I know that you're going to be visiting the smart TV aisle, right? So you're calling mm-hmm. me from there. So I know you are prone to look, you're looking for smart TVs. I'm going to start my conversation with you. You know, I see that you're looking at smart TVs. What are your main criteria in selecting one? All of a sudden, I engage in a smarter conversation with you. Right okay. now, the third element is the particular product itself. As you see today, some product in the market have QR codes attached to them directly, either when you buy them or on the box itself, etc. In that case, we know exactly the product you're looking at, and that becomes more again personalized uh, experience and discussion depending on the product you're looking at, and that's very effective uh, in that right. perspective. Right, it makes it makes sense. 
what are your thoughts on, on showrooming? Um, so for our viewers that um, don't know much about showroom, it's, it's trying, you know, testing a product at the store and then buying it cheaper online. So I could, you know, be in Staples, for instance, and, um, you know, be uh, looking at a printer and then, you know, I, I could just go into Amazon and you know, buy it um, off the back of Amazon since, or price or check mark, you know, price check, you know, right there in the store. Um, Church, what are your thoughts on Sherman and how, how can it sort of be tackled, you know, um, from, from an only channel standpoint? Yeah, and, and let me start by saying, you know, certainly, you know, both both showrooming and web roaming, which is the reverse of showrooming, are are facts of life. And and I think, unfortunately, some of the retailers were combating showrooming a few years ago, and then they realized that you know what, we need to embrace this and leverage it to our perspective and leverage it to our benefit. And that's why we're seeing more and more retailer offering free Wi-Fi's in the stores. Mm-hmm. Now you ask yourself, geez, why are they doing that? Why do they want to have people look at prices? that are somewhere else but well one they want they know that the consumer is is very informative and very smart so whether you give them the wi-fi or not they're going to use their own network to do it mm-hmm. and if i give them the free wi-fi then at least i can capture them as a starting point on my own website as a retailer and give them more information on the website and as a matter of fact determine you know their intent to purchase and this is why when you engage with our chat agent and if you are in the store and we see that you're prone to buying a product, but you are price sensitive, then the chat agent themselves may say, well, you know what? I see that you're looking for a product and, and let me find out if I have an offer for you that could be an incentive for you to buy the product. And if they find the offer, then we can transmit that offer directly to the consumer on their smartphone VR technology. It'll be translated in the form of a coupon that you could use when you go check out at the checkout counter and use that coupon for the discount that's going to be the incentive for you to buy the product. But this is on the basis that they were while they're in store, like in, in the use case I I, um, I alluded to earlier, they're, they're going into the Staples website. But, but a lot of people, while they're in Staples, are hopping over to, to Google or to, to Amazon or eBay to, to look for alternatives. How would it be triggered, you know, while they're, they're in store in terms of like a call center, call, call center representative, or, you know, to, to, to actually contact, you know, them while they're in store while, yeah, while they're browsing? Absolutely. And this is what the premise of what our touch store solution is all about. So by inclusive, so we have, so imagine you're in the store, let's take Staples, for example, mm-hmm. and you're looking for this product and exactly what you said, and you have a QR code or a, a simple text uh, placed, you know, in front of the item that you're looking at that says, scan this for better offer or scan this for more information. Okay. I think the first intent of what you want to do is maybe scan the QR code and that will connect you directly to a chat agent okay. that you can talk to in regards to the product and then answer all the questions that you have. And as I mentioned, if one of the questions is about price sensitivity, then we can see this and we may be able to offer you uh a discounted price or uh, or an offer or tell you about it. You know, at the end of the day, no one's going to stop a consumer from leaving the store mm. to buy somewhere else. What we can do best is represent the brand correctly and give them the best uh, answer to what they're looking for and the best price. And And we believe in our experience by engaging with the consumer right at the point of purchase within the store, then we're already making headway uh, to gain their confidence and get them to convert on the product right there and there. 
Really, but, that's what the product is all about. Uh, I, I really like you know, what you said in terms of providing the best answers, you know, to to consumers and you know, giving them delivering the best experience, really. And I I also thanks for answering that in terms of so you, you the, the key thing in terms of the QR code um, solution. So the key thing is you offer them a bait with through the QR code, and then they scan the QR code, and then the engagement can commence. Yeah, and, and I, I I wouldn't call it a bait. I would call it for really uh, the proactive the proactive help because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, you walk into the store. I mean, you've got scenarios where let's say the store is very busy and and you're looking for a salesperson, but you can't find anyone to help you. What do you do? I mean, you could walk out of the store. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of doing that, if you can scan the QR code and now connect to someone who can help you online while you're chatting with them on your phone, on your smartphone, then that's a great benefit. So it's not only about product, but also about the operational efficiency of store, you know, expanding your uh, sales personnel to to support folks who uh, are otherwise, uh, you know, uh, cannot find help around. Or another scenario could be where uh, you really have deeper technical questions about a particular product and the person in the store cannot answer that. But they have a person that works at the same organization who is available online, who is more detail-oriented. It could be level two support. Mm -hmm. So imagine, if you will, they put you in touch with this person and now all of a sudden you get the answer to your question while you're right there and there in the store, Mm -hmm. you know, without leaving. Where does this final question in this um, segment of the show and it's got to do with text messaging um, and, you, you know, there's been an emergence of beyond SMS. Um, almost every carrier you know, gives SMS free, um, just down to the emergence of um, the Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp and, you know, plethora of, of uh, many other messaging tools. Tools messaging and, you know, Facebook just released you know, released a solution for, for, for Facebook Messenger, you know, for retailers. Um, but my question, actually, e-commerce. But my question has got to do with how text messaging actually fits into the omnichannel experience. Yeah, and and uh, I, I'm I'm gonna probably refer to the same solution that we have, and which is the base of other solutions as well. And again, being uh, in a store or uh, looking at an ad uh, on a piece of paper, the engagement platform could be initiated by an SMS, and, and you text the SMS to a certain number, we reply back to you with a text and a URL, you click on the URL and voila, you're connected directly to a chat agent and you start the engagement platform. So SMS is is a great method to deploy uh, great omnichannel solutions in in particular. Right. This is the second segment of of the show where um, George will be talking more about um, touch commerce. George, the question I have is, um, does touch point, touch commerce, sorry, provide just technology or do you also provide consultation or consultancy on you know how best to optimize the omnichannel experience for your customers yeah so so uh, great question as well i mean we're very unique in our essence and, and different than all the other companies out there that uh, we provide a mix of technology solutions and professional services. We certainly don't have, you know, out-of-the-box solution that we give it to you and you go implement it on your own. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. We want to understand your business. We want to understand what you're trying to accomplish. We want to work with you on the metrics that makes you successful. And then we'll engage with you with our technology and our professional team 
to analyze and, and do analytics of uh, what are you trying to accomplish, looking at the traffic on the website, looking at the volume, looking at what, what folks are, are stumbling, and put the solutions in place. And we continue to monitor this throughout and, and make improvements as, as we go through it. You know, We have a lot of examples of how we've done this very successfully with a lot of the customers in the Fortune 1000 space, the enterprise customers that we work with, and you know, great examples of these customers are on our websites at uh, touchcommerce.com forward slash clients. And you could see, you know, the variety of folks that we work with. Okay, very interesting, very custom, omnichannel solutions. Um, well, what data points does TouchPoints actually make use of to deliver a personalized shopping experience to, 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 um, to shoppers? Yeah, so so analytics and, and business rules uh, are really at, at the core of what we do, and we certainly call them big data analytics for us, right? I mean, they they are they help our clients understand the customer intent, and and we use many data points in designing the engagement platform and the engagement products that are relevant and personalized and delivering result at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So we look at many attributes for rules uh, and providing skill-based routing and user profiling. Uh, things we can look at, for example, uh, what the page or the content of area that is viewed, mm. uh, how long did the consumer stay on a page mm. uh, or on a site, uh, where they've come from before, uh, how big is the value that they put in the cart. Let's say, for example, if you are on a site and you sell items averaging $50 or mm. £50 and someone is now putting about £200 in the cart, then we know you're a valuable customer and we're going to initiate that engagement with you to help you close the transaction. Mm-hmm. And that's important, right? Um, you know, and so we have, we have probably about 40, 50 parameters that are triggered via different sets and the, our, our customers determine which are these trigger points that we want to start the engagement process with the uh, with the consumer when they look at the online site? It's very interesting because um, this has given me a, a really interesting rounded view on on a new channel. The way I look at it is um, from a, when you look at Omni Channel, you're you're looking at various segments. One is customer engagement, which you guys do, but Touch Commerce does. Um, next is like Omni Channel marketing, which is the you know um, having that unified experience across the board from various you know marketing channels, be it marketplaces or social media it gets in that omni-channel experience and you know um, offline um, media and also post sales in terms of logistics you know getting honing everything in so you guys are the four where it's largely customer you know engagement am i correcting or am i I missing anything or am i you know spot on no i I think you pretty much have a good description i think we care about customer engagement and really what we focus on we also focus on delivering results you know for for our partners that we work with it's not only about engagement but it's about the results and the results don't have to always be about dollar value the results could be in satisfaction uh rating i mean Mm. we strive as well to make sure that the customer at the end of the day, you know, can speak volume of their experience. And that's why we give them a survey mm-hmm. when they exit the chat. And we want them to be happy with the experience, whether they're looking to buy a product or ask about their account and account management and care. So our business is both about uh, increasing conversion and also reducing support costs because you don't want to pick up the phone and call uh, for support and stay on the phone on hold for, you know, half an hour to answer a question where you can chat with an agent and you can get the answer to your question imminently. Interesting. Uh, what about mobile delivery? While browsing your website, I realize it's it's quite core 
to touch commerce's, you know, um, value proposition, your know, VP. Why is mobile delivery so, so important um, to touch commerce? Yeah, it is. Absolutely is. And two years ago, we made a concerted effort across the company to go mobile. And mainly, we need to make sure that when the consumer are starting to shift, they're buying and browsing habits from a desktop to, to mobile. And mobile, when we talk about mobile for us, it means both smartphones and tablets. And, uh, you know, we've done this. So mobile plays a huge role today as a consumer is not thinking about what specific channels they're engaging with at any given time. For them, you know, omnichannel engagement, it's all about this. And, and they expect a consistent and personalized engagement experience across the environment that they're coming from, you know, regardless of which platform they're using uh, and, and whether also they could be uh, online or offline, you know, meaning on the web or off the web and, and different aspect of it. Uh, you know, and, and the interesting part is unlike other companies that we optimized the mobile experience because in, with mobile, you've got different platforms, you've got different screen sizes, mm-hmm. you've got different operating systems. So you have to really be smart about what are you serving the consumer and, and what is important to them versus just bombarding them with info that may not be relevant. I mean, you have a smaller screen and you get what we call even a shorter attention span. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really succinct clear in your messages and and provide them sometimes with with push of it so today we have rather than entering text on a mobile we've got we've got some what we call touch tabs where you can press the answer by just pushing the screen with the answer you're providing okay. and that is much fascinating than providing an answer via text one one question it's got to do with the with if you offer surveys, you know whether you offer um, whether you have any service that um, like a pop up widget that you know asks questions for qualitative data and experience, like um, you know customer surveys. And do you, have, do you offer any solutions similar to that or to enterprise clients? Yeah, so we do we do that, and but we do it as part of our platform. So we don't do just oh let's do a survey. I mean I think yeah. a survey for us has to come after initial engagement. And engagement could be that you do a self-service guide. So you go on a site and you're looking for it and uh, or a chat or other idea. And the survey is optional at the end of the platform. And what the survey does, it helps us determine whether we were able to help answer the question that you're looking for and what other information is missing. And what we do is we take the elements of the survey, which are very important to us because it goes back into our analytics. Mm-hmm. And we've got a whole section on, on analytics and, and even touch what we call touch survey on our website that you can look at. But it's important that we take this, this uh, histogram of this data and we translate it into actionable result. Mm-hmm. i give you an example. Uh, you know, recently when Apple introduced iPhone 6, one of our large carriers had an upgrade plan for the customers, but that upgrade plan did not was not prominently displayed on the front page. It was like after two, three hits on the page as you go through it, mm-hmm. you know, and consumers were frustrated. They're looking for the information. Some of them were even quitting before going to that third page. And the survey told us quickly that we need to take action and do something with this. And effectively, by working with our partner, the large telco, we were able to escalate this and move up this information to the front page. Now, we wouldn't have known this if we didn't have a survey to to inform us of this information and act on the results of the survey directly. Okay, um, just to wrap up, who are your retail clients? So we currently, we, we have quite a few that we're working with, but the one that we are announced and, and are out there are, for example, in the UK, Dixon's uh, Carphone. Uh, we also have large brands as Panasonic, mm-hmm. uh, eHarmony, 
uh, Total Gym. You know, there's quite a few of them listed on our website, mm-hmm. and plus some other case studies that I would encourage your listeners to look to. And the last one I want to mention is I've talked a few instances about Touch Store. So there's a great video as well on the site that explains the use case for Touch Store, and, and you could see how does the QR code and the SMS texting work in this environment and how can a consumer engage with the brand directly by using Touch Store in a retail environment. Sounds good. Sounds really, really good. So, Judge, thank you so much for, for, for being part of the show. Our guest would have learned massive masses of data information about Omnichannel from you and, you know, and learned about Touch Commerce. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunle Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.